0: Hi, and welcome to Las Vegas Wrestling Scene Confidential. We need to get that name a little shorter. have to come up with an acronym. Today, we're joined by one of the most charismatic and I think unique individuals in the world of professional wrestling. He's doing some vocal exercises there. The man who re-imaged ground control, Ricky Tenacious, the songbird of professional wrestling, joins us.
1: Hello, hi Ricky, hi everyone. So happy to be here. Thanks for that most tenacious introduction you gave me. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about myself and BBW and
0: everything in between, my friend. Yeah, it was. It's an inspiring entrance. Uh, I think David Thank Bowie himself would have been proud. I don't know if Sandra too. Moon thought about it, but it was really neat. Now, yeah. you know, when when I watch you, you you remind me of some of the great characters in professional wrestling. What, what inspired you to bring your songbird skills, your lounge, uh, biggest lounge singer skills to the professional wrestling ring?
1: Well, um, in professional wrestling, um, it's, it's been very much proven and seen. and, And if you are a wrestler, you'll understand this, but, The character, the Songbird, was not um, was was not what I started out with. That's not that took years to to get to that point to understand that that's who I am and that's where all my strengths are. So there was lots of trials and errors with the characters that I've had before that because I've been I'm 25 now. Mm -hmm. I've been wrestling. I had my first match when I was 14, which was under a mask as a different character. I did that character for. I'd say the better part of two or three years, maybe. Um, And then I got out of the mask and I just started being Ricky. But because I spent so much time under the mask and this transition from the mask to being Ricky to without the mask was kind of like, okay, um, it it was slowly figuring out who I was. You know, at first I was just I was kind of this. Kind of confusing character. Uh, I came out in like a blazer because that was like my thing at that age. I liked blazers. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I was this. I was trying to emulate a character from my favorite uh, trading card game called Magic: The Gathering. And I okay. had like there were times I had face paint and I had body paint and I was kind of playing around with this look that I had and it was it was working uh, to an extent. Um, and then I became a heel I became a heel character and I started embracing uh vaping which was something that I did uh and I became like this very uh I became this this uh projected millennial character times 10 you know I had long hair which I still do now I was vaping uh-huh. I was very uh very stuck up you know very loud and that character that was kind of the beginning of me just embracing you know um every part of me and in my presentation and, and being more outspoken and just wrestling how I wanted to wrestle, which, you know, was a little bit of athletics, you know, obviously some high flying, some innovative moves, um, and a lot of trash talking, of course. Um, and then I, I won a championship, which was the BVW fighting championship. Yeah. And so to celebrate that, uh, I was thinking of different, um, celebratory promos that i could do for that and i just one day i was i was at training and i pitched the idea what if i sang um i am the champion right because i think that would make a lot of sense and so we just kind of played around with these lyrics and we came up with kind of like a parody and uh and then i i finished it, i put it all together and then i did it at the show and it uh it, it got over as we would say in the rest of the yeah, business hit. It got it it got a rather um uh, positive reaction, you know, or just a, a, a big reaction in general, you had booze, you had cheers, you had applause, you had this is awesome chance, mm-hmm. you know, so it was something that was just originally like a promo that I did this one off promo that, you know, kind of planted a seed of what of what else could be. So I, I started doing that in my promos more and more coming up with different songs. Um, and it just started to become part of me um, and then I became a tag team wrestler uh, and I I was still doing it here and there but I was still kind of struggling to find exactly who Ricky tenacious was because I was getting all these different feedback um, and then uh, uh, and then I needed new gear. I was wearing this like the same gear for like over a year more than that actually you know and so I needed new gear. And because I, I had an important tryout coming up, so I wanted, you know, I wanted to look fresh, want to look and, good, um, and so I wanted to embrace the singing character. And so I, I, I drawn up this image, um, and I was having the gear made, uh, but unfortunately, that just didn't work out with that specific designer uh, for a variety of reasons. And then my dad, who was a referee for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And then uh, after that, he was an accomplished ballroom dancer with my mom. And so really, he had, yeah, he had this closet. Uh, that's how they met. They had these. The, he had this closet full of different ballroom dancing outfits that he kept from over the years. And so I told him about my situation and he was like, oh, well, here, like, try this on, you know, and it was this full bodysuit, very... Elvis looking very elegant it was it was it was the top of it was like all silver um and then I got some uh alterations made to it so it had my name on it and stuff Mm -hmm. um and I put it on took a picture of it and it just worked you know I was just like you know this is this is a look this is a very clear presentation you know of Ricky Tenacious being this this uh, songbird, which is the term I got from a movie called Step Brothers, uh, where one of the characters is like, as secretly like a really talented singer, and called himself the Songbird. So I thought I emulated the most with that, um, and that right. was that was pretty much the definite start of the Songbird of wrestling. Ricky Tenacious was once I got in that outfit and the presentation matched what I was doing in the ring. That's when it all really came together. And, um, and then I just unapologetically went in for it, and I, um, I was wrestling mainly in FSW, BVW here in Vegas, and then I was also getting booked in California, um, where I got to explore the baby face side of that, the, the more heroic side of, of the songbird. And that was a, a huge adventure because it worked very well and everyone very much enjoyed the character and my performance. And it really helped me tie everything together about my character. You know, um, it's, you know, regardless who I'm wrestling or what the situation is, I'm always, I'm still the songbird. I'm still, you know, this over-performative, charismatic, grand stage performer, you know, um.
0: Heel and, or baby face doesn't matter,
1: yeah. Pretty much, you know, I'm still Ricky Tenacious, just um, depending on the opponent, is just different, different situations, different you know, sides of the argument that I'm on, you know. Um, and and it, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I think part of the reason why it works so well and why people appreciate it so much is because at the end of the day, this character is me, this is who you know, I am, but just turned up by a hundred. I've always had, I've always loved music. I've always loved performing. I have no problem being loud, no problem getting attention, no problem being the loud voice in the room. You know, I'm very, uh, very, as people can tell from my matches, you know, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm very, I'm I'm very much a character who wants to be seen and wants to be heard. Mm -hmm. And uh, the songs that I sing, most of which are parodies written by me, um, and that and I perform them you know cuz I wanted to make this character this gimmick as um, as authentic as I could you know if I go out sure. there and I you know sometimes I I'll sing whatever the song is but most of the time I'm always putting a spin on it because each song is in a in its own way like a message to my opponent or the audience or it's it's some type of um uh uh it's 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 like a mirror of what's going on in my life right now that i'm using wrestling as a medium to kind of to find a balance for you know all, all at the same time making it entertaining making it something you know that works you know so the songbird character has been very fun i don't plan on stopping it anytime soon obviously it can only evolve more um there's been some times where I've I've questioned, you know, is this something that can really last a long time and you know, it's it's stood the test of time. You know, I'm still getting, you know, if not more reactions than I do the the show before and you know, there's so much music out there and there's still oh, yeah. so many stories that my character can help tell. You know, um so overall it's just it's just been a big adventure, a lot of fun. Um I'm always surprising myself with the songs I come up with and the performances I give and um, the
0: uh, what my character and my talents add to a show. Well, I liked the the last FSW casino show. You did the the remix of I Need a Hero. Yeah. Walking out to your uh, intergender match, the tag team. Yeah. Match. That, that was great. I mean, it, it's so just, much. oh, absolutely. It's just unique. And that's the biggest thing, right? In pro wrestling to make a connection, to be unique, and to get a response. Because the worst thing you can do is be indifferent. There's lots of people that are good technical wrestlers, but if you're just a good technical wrestler and nobody cares if you win or lose, it it doesn't matter. You have to do that um, extra to get over.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You'll hear a lot on commentary in my matches, um, depending on where they are, of course, uh, mm-hmm. there's commentators that will put me over as, you know, he's, I'm a very talented wrestler. Like, you know, I can wrestle. I I know how to technically wrestle. I can do technical wrestling. I can do Lucha. I can do high flying. I can do striking, you know, because at the end of the day, the marquee on the board for this show, it says wrestling. So that's, that's what I'm here to do, you mm-hmm. know, but the beauty of pro wrestling is there's so many genres and it welcomes so many different characters and things um that uh from different shows and and movies and you know at the end of the day it's just uh, the characters you see are are results of trial and error and most of the time like i said it's just who that person is but times 10 or it's a part of them that you know they feel most comfortable elevating in uh professional wrestling you know, so um, sure. there's been some people who have definitely who aren't who would say my character isn't their cup of tea. Maybe not the character, more so how I wrestle sometimes. I'm very I tend to sing a lot of songs. You know, I have a different style compared to everybody else. But at the end of the day, you know, I am there to compete and I'm there to entertain because that's what professional wrestlers do. You know, this is sports entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. um, people paid money to see this show. You know, you, they're going to see some people paid to see uh, a very, you know, a big heavyweight wrestler. They want to see heavyweight wrestling. They want to see lightweight wrestling. They want to see uh, intergender wrestling. They want to see female wrestling. They want to see this, that and the other, you know, and then you have characters like me that come in and offer uh, a little something different, just something you wouldn't exactly expect and experience more than anything else is what I strive to bring to every show that I'm on, you know, some people will sing along, some people will cover their ears, you know, <laughs> but no matter what it is, it's something that they can remember. And that's something they they can still relate to at the end of the day, you know, yeah. whether it's singing with me or wanting to see me get shut up, you know, it's, and, and that just, that follows me around a lot of fans that I meet in public and at other shows always tell me that, you know, regardless of, of liking or not liking me, you know, they can always respect the entertainment value of me and the effort that I put in and uh the the entertainment value brought to the show as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it makes for some great merchandising too. I know uh, they yeah. can find it online. But where where could you find some of the uh Ricky Tenacious merch like the Hamilton uh, so, shirts? Yeah, great. So,
1: so, right now the Hamilton shirts um those I actually still have some of uh but they're all in smalls. Uh, but that, those are the physical uh, shirts that I have. I have a, a store on Brainbuster Buster Tees. Uh, it's under Songbird of Wrestling, Ricky Tenacious. And I have a few designs there. I have my Hamilton t-shirt. Uh, and then I also have my first t-shirt design, which is a parody of, uh, of a famous album, um, I believe, called Macintosh 420, which is a uh, like one of the. One of the most memorable um, vaporwave albums. If you're familiar with that genre, it's it's quite old, but it's de- it made a comeback, and I was kind of playing with that for a little okay. while. So, yeah, I, I have it. I have about two or three designs that you can find on Brainbuster Tees.
0: Okay, awesome. Now, hey, I just wanted to get into a little bit where you started because I think Las Vegas it is unique among most cities in the country with the the number of wrestling promotions and the activity. You said you started. When we were talking earlier, you started training when you were fourteen. How did you get into that at that age?
1: Well, um, as far as like wrestling in general goes, I actually I started wrestling when I was I'd say seven. Okay, I think. seven. Yeah, I was because um, I started with um, collegiate wrestling first, the juniors division of of mat wrestling, like Greco Roman freestyle sure. wrestling. Um And my dad got me into that when I was quite young. And I didn't know it was going to be like that. Like, I was expecting, like, this is, like, pro wrestling for kids, you know? Because And, you know, I show up there, and there's all kinds of kids wearing WWE shirts. So they're just like me. You know, they mm-hmm. don't know what they're getting themselves into. And then you get on the mat, and, you know, we're doing, we're hitting, like, you know, high intensity cardio drills and we're running laps and we're doing suicides and we're doing, we're, we're using all these muscles that we never used before. And we're crying and it's, such, sure. you know, it's a new experience for such, for a young kid, you know, that's what it was like for me. Um, but, uh, I came back, my dad, you know, wouldn't let me quit. And I kept coming back and I, I learned the foundation of wrestling, takedowns and double legs and sprawls and competing at events, you know? Um, and so that just continued. I, I would, train in collegiate wrestling for i think like three months out of the year is what the season was um and then when i was uh 11 uh, i found a school uh i went to i went to a show at the orleans arena and uh there was a flyer there for a school called adrenaline unleashed in vegas and it said that they trained teens from uh 12 to 15 and i was like so i just bugged my dad about it for months. I was like, we got to go. Are we going to go to this? We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I want to go. I want to go. And eventually we made arrangements to go. I was 11 at the time, but I was a pretty big kid for 11. I was like, I I was kind of fat to be honest with you. (laughs) uh, You know, people believe that I was 12. So we just said that I was 12. Um, And then I, uh, uh, I started and, you know, then I, 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 I was training there like once a week, For like eight or nine months, you know, and I was in there with grown men, you know, adults like, you know, people I'm not usually used to wrestling around, you know, but I wanted to be a wrestler, you know, so I was willing, I wasn't afraid of anybody. I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't, it didn't really make me not want to go there, you know, uh, but it was kind of a little bit of a a culture change, you know, because I'm going from hanging out with just all kids to hanging out with, with full grown men,
0: you know, 20 and 30 year olds.
1: Yeah, pretty much, you know, um, and so I, I did, it was, it was always a good environment for the most part, you know, there were some hard days of training, you know, it was, I was still a kid, you know, so I couldn't really like seriously, you know, be considered for a match until I started training more, you know, more consistently. So around like 13 is when I started doing that and I started putting more things together and making sense of wrestling, um, which I, I was, ba- I was basically at that, I was just scratching the surface. I barely scratching the surface of what, of how to wrestle, you know? Um, and then when I was 14, uh, you know, my trainer felt there was time and I got some gear and I got a character and then I went out there and I started wrestling. And, uh, and so wrestling has just in general always been a big part of my life. Uh, my dad was the referee for glow. He was always a wrestling fan, uh, wrestling was on, you know. When I was like as young as five years old, I was watching it with my brother and my and my dad. You know, that was kind of a way yeah. for us all to bond. You know, um, so it was very consistent. Always going to shows, watching pay per views, always talking about it, and you know, I I was I was watching every show. So I just. I was, I was able to connect with wrestlers like Ray Mysterio and, and Jeff Hardy and Chris Jericho, you know, which is like, you have the high flower, you have a charismatic enigma, you have a rock star character, you know, and all those characters helped me believe and they helped me have fun and really um, capture my imagination. And I think more than anything, that's really um, the basis of why I love wrestling so much because it's always been a very strong bond between me and my dad. And as well as, you know, once I got into it, I've been able to make several uh, uh, best friends in the business as well, you know? And then also because I've just always been a theatrical person. I've always been, um, you know, I always knew that I wanted to be on stage. I always knew that I wanted to entertain people more than I wanted to make people laugh. You know, that was the big thing. That's just These are just things that I was good at as a person. And, um, I felt like wrestling there was like no limit to the imagination of what can be done. And you see all these surprise finishes to matches and you see different storylines, you know, um, different stories being told. And I, I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to contribute to that, you know? So it just took a little while, as I said, to really find where I smoothly fit in the groove of, of who I am and what I can contribute, you know? Um, so it's just, it, wrestling's always been a big part of my life ever since I could remember. It's something I've always loved. It's something that, you know, I felt like I belonged in, you know, and that I could really contribute to both in the ring and, uh, out of the ring as well.
0: Yeah. And so right, and right now you're, you're there, right? Like the Britney Spears song, all yeah. eyes on me in the center of the stage, just like a circus when yep. you're coming out there. Now, what that kind is, of contributions yep. do you do outside of the ring? I know you have your in-ring career, but also out out of the ring, you're a contributor.
1: Yes. So uh, right now I am the, uh, and for actually for about um, a few years officially, I've been the booker for uh, Big Valley Wrestling, which is a a promotion locally here in Las Vegas. Uh, It's owned by my dad, uh, Benny Espinosa, and he started it when I was much younger, around 16. It was something uh, he had always wanted to do. Uh, There was a crop of guys um, from this from Adrenaline Unleashed because uh, Adrenaline Unleashed had uh, shut down, and I think two thousand fourteen, oh, okay. I want to say, um, and so there were a crop of guys who wanted to keep the spirit going and wanted just more so just keep the group together and you know try to start something new if we could. And my dad just you know he wanted to start a promotion, and these guys wanted to start something new, so we came together, and uh, and we started Big Valley Wrestling. And I always knew because my dad owned it that, you know, I was basically in, I was pretty much heir to that position, you know? Sure. Um, so throughout the years we had, you know, different people we worked with that would help write the show and would help book the talent. And, you know, and they all did for the most part, a, a very good job, you know? Um, but everyone has different things that come up uh, when it comes to running a promotion, you know, sometimes uh, not everyone agrees, you know? And so... People that sure. there was a few different people who took those positions, and it's stressful too. It's, it's a really hard job, you know. It's not something everybody um, wants to do. And like I said, when it comes to business, not everyone thinks the same. Um, and so we just got to a point where um, I it was just you know I was pretty much the only one left. You know, I we were in a spot where someone needed to take the lead, and so that person ended up being me. And uh, I started writing the shows and booking the talent and, you know, filming some pretty big shoes. Um, And it really took about a good year before I really felt like I was any good at it. Like I was, you know, really like I was hitting on all the cylinders of, you know, booking for, for what's good for business and what's also going to be entertaining and what's going to help sell tickets. And it really opened my eyes and ears and and mind up to how, you know, how much goes into a pro wrestling show. You know, it's not just, okay, we set up the ring and the wrestlers are here. Like, you know, there's a lot of people in positions that are helping everything move smoothly and making sure the show looks good and make sure everyone who is part of the show looks good. You know, so everything works together. And so ultimately my job wasn't just putting together the show. It was making sure that everyone knew what they were doing, you know, making sure people are selling tickets, you know, and really, uh, really being the the manager of the company essentially, yeah. you know, and then working with my dad as well, you know, cause he works a full-time job. He still has a family at home. He's got, you know, all these responsibilities, you know, so um, it's been a big learning experience for sure doing it um, lots of trial, lots of trial and errors, uh, you know, uh, but now today I definitely feel um, more confident in my abilities, obviously, and um, I've definitely uh, appreciated the opportunity that Big Valley has given me to not just gain, you know, good people skills and good business experience, you know, but also it's been a place for the, the nine-year-old version of me to, to, to really play around because, you know, when I'm, when I was young, I would always play with action figures yeah, and have play sets and I would make yeah. these fantasy cards, you know, and I would play and I would make them, I would make them come to live in my room, you know, when I was playing. And now it's like, you know, fast forward, I'm a grown ass man now. And, you know, now, now I'm actually doing that, you know, but it's actual people, you know, and wrestlers, yeah. and there's an actual ring and a show and people are paying actual money, you know, uh, and it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, it's not the easiest job in the world, you know, but, um, it's definitely made for a lot of great times. Some of the best times in my life, some very successful days, you know, um, and I really would, I don't think I would, I would trade it for anything, you know, um, cause wrestling is more than just being a wrestler, you know, it helps you a lot yeah. to know how to operate backstage and, and on stage, you know, it helps me when I go to other promotions, you know, I know, I I know I have an idea of what the promoter, the booker is thinking, you know, um, I can tell when they're in promoter mode and, you know, you you should probably really pick and choose when you talk to them, you know? um, Yeah. Just how to be a helpful asset around the show, you know, thinking about what is it that I wish somebody did at my show, you know, what are the questions I wish they asked me? you know, um, things like that. So primarily it's, it's been with booking and, uh, heading up promoting as well. You know, the business side of things, I still work with my dad on, on a lot of things, all of the final decisions, but for the most part, um, I've pretty much been, been managing the business, you know, uh, and then with that comes, you know, I'm also a video editor, you know, so I, I have, I'm able to apply my creativity there and all the short films I make and, I help uh, some fellow wrestlers with their promos as well, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's just there's really just a little bit of everything when when it comes to to wrestling. Like you should really yeah. know, you should really know how to do a little bit of everything. Like when even if it's you're just starting out, you should know uh, at least how to ref. You know, you never know when a spot's gonna come up. You know, or just be at the show, you know, you a promoter could see you and be like, Oh, well, this person's trained and they kind of fit this role that I have for this show. And you, know? you
0: got your duffel bag of gear with you. You're ready to go. Exactly. I, Always bring your gear. You know, I don't think, I think it kind of slights the job when you say a booker, because I don't know if a lot of people that are casual wrestling fans realize that that job, you're really basically like the general manager of a team. Um, yeah. People who follow the national, the uh, the big uh, primetime televised promotions, AEW, WWE. There was a myriad of stories over the last year about people having disputes, people getting in arguments. Yeah. Uh, just after yeah. the big AEW event, there was a backstage fight. I mean, yeah. that's part of the job, too. You got to make sure everybody's on the same page and you got to make sure people are in the right roles. It's a lot more involved than just deciding... Okay, hey, here's the matches. I mean, you're yeah. you're in there managing day to day, just like a head coach would.
1: Yeah, um, I do have experience in theater, um, not just acting. I I also got a chance to uh, direct a one act play as well. Okay, and uh, also, and I've made short films too. You know, and I'm I'm used to being in that leadership position. Um, and for the mo- for the most part, you know, it's you are the person that everyone is asking the questions to, you know, everyone needs answers, you know, hey, how long are we going to go? You know, what's, where's this going to go? You know, where's this show at? You know, what time you got to be there? Uh, What do you want out of this? You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, you know, uh, so I, among all the shows I've done, social media helps me a lot to communicate with wrestlers. So I use Facebook Messenger for a lot of group chats um and i also have private groups where i post updates so that way everyone knows everything they need to know by the time we get to the show but even then even then now it's the day of the show you got to understand that the card is always subject to change and things are uh uh, what someone may tell you one week is going to happen could very well change within two hours of being told that you know, sure. just because wrestling is so unpredictable and you're dealing with people, you know, these are pro wrestlers. Yes. And they're used to that lifestyle, but they're still people, you know, they still have lives and things happen. Um, there's not one show that I've done that I've booked that everybody was able to make it for. I mean, there's it's probably a really? few where everyone yeah. made it, but there's, but you know, at least every other show, I'm sure every booker and promoter can attest. There's always that one person that can't make it for whatever reason, car broke down, got called into work, double booked themselves, whatever it is, you know, and now you have to have a backup plan. So when things like that happen, you know, and it's go time. And, you know, that's when you really have to be the, the, uh, the captain of the ship, you know, the captain is always good as the crew and the crew is only as good as the captain. It doesn't matter what's going on. you You have to remember that, you know, as the booker promoter, you're the person, you are, this is your show, you know, you're the boss of this, you know, um, if you're angry, it's very well, everybody else can be angry. If you're not in a good mood, it's going to be hard for everybody else to be in a good mood. You know, you have to really, you have to lead by example, you know, you have to make sure everyone keeps a positive attitude, you know, um, no matter how many questions there are, what the subject matter is, you know, you can always, you can always look at it in a positive light. You can always embrace things that might seem difficult. You know, um, sure. I become very good at controlling my emotions. You know, I'm told, oh, um, the music man's going to be late or the music man can't be there. You know, I'm not going to react like, oh, my gosh. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, oh, no, it's going to be terrible. Oh, how are we going to do this? You know, no. It's just keep your composure. Yeah, because you if, if you're wait, freaking wait. out,
0: everybody else is going to freak out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's
1: like, okay, take a deep breath. Look around. You have a good crew here. Okay, you got a great show. You got a lot of people who are glad to perform for you. You know, um, and then just just keep your just keep your cool. That's that's probably the number one piece of advice that I could give to any to any person who wants to be in this position or uh, is is looking to be in this position um, you know, you are the captain of the ship, you know, you got to lead by example, you got to make sure, uh, you know, you're on your game and everyone is happy, you know, and it's hard to make everybody happy, you know, um, but at the end of the day, my job is to make sure that, you know, this show goes as safely as possible and it's as successful as it can be, you know, um, I'm not too involved in the matches i like to give the wrestlers freedom of what they of of what they're gonna do but um uh you know if but i i i make sure that you know uh every match on the show is contribute something you know i make sure that the fans go home happy you know i make sure that at the end of the day uh this show is the best it can be and for the most part it, it always is you know um so I, I try to meet in the middle with wrestlers as far as, you know, if they want to be, want to go a certain route with something, you know, I'm sure you know, I'm, I'm I'm a pretty open minded person with that, you know, so uh, not everything has to be a headache, not everything has to be frustrating, you know, there's you can, it just depends what perspective you want to look at it from, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, how is this going to benefit the show? How is it going to be good for business, you know? Um, but yeah. for the most part, you know, every show we do, um, I, I feel that so far we've gotten a pretty good reaction from the matches we put on and uh, the locker room seems pretty happy, you know, um, and I just uh, I, even if there is any type of issue, I've just, you know, I got to be I got to be a boss and I got to approach things fairly and in the best uh, in, in the best way. Uh, possible as far as being a professional you know because at the end of the day we're here this is work you know this is it's a fun yeah. job it's a very fun one but we're still at work you know and sometimes you got to make difficult decisions yeah it's quite a big difference between the two roles isn't it yeah definitely you know one role i show up and you know i find that what i'm gonna do you know and then i go do it and then i get taken care of i go home you know when you're a booker, it's 24-7. And so is being a wrestler. You know, it's a lifestyle. But, yeah. you know, when you're a wrestler and a booker, you know, I would say probably the biggest difference is you're on your phone a lot. You are constantly answering questions. You are constantly making phone calls. You're replying to emails. You know, you're you're using uh, all of the time in the day uh, to your advantage, really, you know, to make sure that by show day, things are things are good to go.
0: And using different skills that you picked up from different areas. Like you said, directing a play. It's a terrific skill. You probably didn't really think at the time that that was going to apply to wrestling, but but it does. And editing video, it applies too. What's some stuff coming up in Big Valley Wrestling? So
1: recently we've been really busy. Uh, Business has definitely been booming. Uh, So we don't just do our shows that most people know us for. We also have a ring rental business as well. Uh, where we we rent our rings to different uh, promotions or different clients that want to use a wrestling ring for recreational activities like uh like there was a there was one uh party we did it was a wrestling themed party they wanted a wrestling ring there you know and so we we deliver it we have a trailer we deliver we set up they use it we come we pick it up we tear it down we load it back in you know uh and We've been doing a lot of that for for uh, various reasons. We had a boxing event the other week. We recently just started working with uh, Grap House Wrestling here in Las Vegas as well. Sure. Uh, for October, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of different things we're doing. Uh, we're taking part. Uh, we're, we're, our ring is going to be rented to uh, a show called uh, Chokehold Wrestling, which is going to be at Area 15, uh, and they are a um, they are a extreme drag wrestling show, so very different there. If you want to check that out, you know, that's going to be coming up first week in October. Um, And then we have, we're going to be working with GrapHouse House more, you know, very excited about that as well. A few other other, um, uh, recreational private rentals, you know, so the ring rentals definitely help just expand our business, you know, work with more people, help expand the wrestling community. Um, you know, put our, tra- put our trailer to work, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's just at the end of the day, it's just something that's been really great for business. Um, something that keeps us going, you know, uh, creates new opportunities for us. So we've been doing a lot of ring rentals, really happy about that. As far as shows go, uh, we are very busy coming up uh, this Sunday, which is going to be September 18th. Uh, I think this is going to air next week, but this yeah. Sunday, September 18th uh, is East Side Showdown which is a show we're going to be doing at the Bob Price Rec Center uh, here in East Las Vegas, uh, where I grew up. And uh, I've been trying to do a show there for about a year now. I've had that idea uh, because I really wanted to do a show that involved the community, you know, Um, and especially my community, the one I grew up with, you know, so that's kind of the basis of that, you know, and also because in Big Valley, we have, you know, a lot of storylines that, need resolving. We have matches that need to be done. You know, fans have been asking when's the next show, you know, so this is it. September 18th is the next show. Um, and then the next weekend, September 24th, we're going to go to Fremont street and we're going to be performing at the vegan vibes Sin city festival, which is a a vegan food festival, um, that I had contacted and, uh, we are, we are set to perform there as well. Very excited about that. Uh, and then, the following weekend October 1st Saturday we are going to be doing a fundraiser for uh Pinecrest Cadence High School which is a charter school uh and that's going to be in Henderson on their okay. football field October 1st for a clash at Cadence uh so yeah coming up is we're very busy uh you know we have basically one show a weekend for the next three weekends you know uh so we're, we're keeping busy without yeah, a doubt quite a bit. Definitely, but it's it feels good, you know, um, this year, we've only we, we've done, I believe three shows. Yeah, we did Unstoppable. And then we did, which is like our anniversary show. That was a big return show. Uh, we filled up Sahara Event Center it was a really good time. Yeah. Uh, we did we did margaritas and tacos in Summerlin. That was the first time they ever had pro wrestling in downtown Summerlin. And then in June, we did uh, Loud and Proud, which is our annual uh, fundraiser for the LGBTQ Center of Southern Nevada. It's also uh, what we would call a Pride Wrestling show, where we, we try to showcase uh, the LGBTQIA talent in professional wrestling. Uh, here in Las Vegas, we have several several members of that. DeShade, J. Vidal, Dark Chic, you know. Um, yeah. Yes. And uh, my friends over at uh, Pride Style Wrestling, too, they're doing a great job of paving the way for that as well putting on great shows there uh, so yeah we've done three shows now we have three more coming up with our ring rentals and among all of this you know uh, a really cool thing to think about is that we are going all over the valley we call ourselves Big Valley because we we're a promotion that does shows in all corners of the valley of Las Vegas you know. We've been in central yeah. Las Vegas, Summerlin. We're going to be in Eastside uh, at the end of this week. Then we're going to go to Fremont. Then we're going to go to Henderson. And then uh, in November, November 4th through 6th is the, uh, the Great Las Vegas Taco Festival, which um, is a, one of the biggest festivals here in Las Vegas. Over 20,000 okay. attendants uh, a day. And uh, we've been doing wrestling there, our Lucha Libre genre of wrestling, Lucha Libre Fiesta. That's going to be uh, in town nice. at Craig Ranch Park come uh, November. So uh, this year, um, you know, we while we don't necessarily do as many shows as some of the other local promotions in town, um, we have decided to take more of a calculated approach this year as far as what's going to be. The most successful thing for us, you know, and if that means doing one show every two months, then it means doing one show every two months. If it means just focusing on, you know, our fundraisers and our uh, festival shows, you know, and then putting on some independent shows, then, you know, that's good. And so far, everything we've done has been very successful. You know, um, I would like to do more shows, but we've had to be a little bit more patient and it's definitely paid off, you yeah. know, Um like I said, every show we've done Unstoppable was packed over 300 people at that one. Loud and Proud was very successful, over 150, nearly the capacity for that show. First time doing wrestling in Summerlin, you know, and now I, I think uh, East Side Showdown, I believe, is going to be a banger of a show as well. You know, so no matter what we do, uh, when we do decide to do it, you know, our goal is just to make this uh, the most successful it can be, you know, and try to outdo ourselves from the last show as well so um, recently we picked up a lot of business as I've been talking about uh, we expect a lot more business to come about it as well and um, we're, we're excited to close out 2022 with a bang
0: yeah no, as long as you keep building on success right success after success that's great now what's the website to find out more about the the ring rental and to get some more details on those upcoming events
1: um so uh, we have Facebook we're on we're on all social media platforms for Big Valley Wrestling: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a website as well. It's on Weebly.com, Big Valley Wrestling slash Weebly.com. We also have a Patreon as well, where we post exclusive matches from our okay from our festivals and uh, just never before seen footage from our uh, excuse me eight year vaults of footage that we have available from uh, BBW. For ring rentals, um, you could just contact us at Big Valley Wrestling at Gmail. We also have a Facebook page for that, uh, Wrestling Ring Rentals by Big Valley. Uh, and uh, yeah, so most people contact us through there. Uh, I understand we're also like one of the top searches uh, for Las Vegas ring rentals. Uh, so we, we have lots of rings. You know, we have a 16-foot ring. That's usually our most popular ring. Uh, we have a 10-foot ring. As well, it's a low boy. We also have a 20-foot ring as well. We haven't busted out in in a good minute, but that is available as well. And, uh, you know, we're very flexible. You know, we we get hired to do private shows. We get hired to do birthday parties. We get hired to do festivals. You know, Um, I'm really happy that we're always striving to work more with uh, organizations to help raise funds for them, like the LGBT Center, like um, Pinecrest Cadence High School. And uh, all the festivals we do as well Just everything we do I'm, I'm always just thinking about You know um, Expanding Big Valley And at yeah. the same time helping out uh, An organization that's in need You know um, Just expanding ourselves Helping people Putting on a, an entertaining show At the same time You know And just uh, Just trying to plant seeds For, for not just um, More business But more uh, good memories, because that's definitely what working with Big Valley has been.
0: No, that's awesome. Now, are we going to see you back in FSW as well? Will the yes. uh, songbird yes. make his return?
1: Yes. I I mean, I don't think I really ever left, but um, I have been consistently working there for yeah. years now. You know, FSW has really helped uh, shape the character and helped me progress as a character and a professional wrestler. Uh, I tend, I've been attending their school for several years. They have a lot of great trainers, uh, Cutthroat Cody, uh, Kenny King. My primary trainer, which is Sin Bodie, has really done uh, wonders for my career, honestly. I feel like if I, if I never got trained by him, I really don't know if I would be considered as good as a lot of uh, fans and fellow wrestlers uh, make me out to be you know, or at least have the confidence that I do now in my in-ring abilities. Sure. Uh, But, you know, I definitely owe a lot to FSW, you know, I, they helped me progress my career. I've gotten a lot of great opportunities there, you know, so I don't really plan on stopping wrestling there anytime soon. I do plan to pick up more out-of-town bookings that might conflict with my local bookings, but, um, you know, I'm always happy to, I'm always happy to compete there. Um, Like I said, they've really helped me build my character a lot you know and this past uh i think two months ago at their anniversary show i had i was involved in the cash in the case ladder match yeah i had a rather uh, I had a rather remarkable entrance a very uh, show stealing entrance as people said pop the crowd was, too yeah definitely and uh that that moment alone is probably what i would consider to be like my like probably like my top moment in FSW so far. I've been with them for, for a number of years, for sure. You know, you people have seen the evolution of Ricky Tenacious there, you know, but I always told myself um, that, you know, if I ever got the chance to be on a casino show, you know, in a, in a high caliber match, like the the cash in the case ladder match, which is a match I'd always wanted to be in. Uh, sure. Since I started, since I started watching FSW when I was a kid, I was at their very first show. In two thousand nine at the rancho swap meet. I was there. I was the little eleven year old kid was there watching Kenny King uh, win the championship, watching the Young Bucks wrestle there, you know?
0: Yeah, lots and, of lots of big names that come through names. FSW and yeah. are still in FSW. I mean you're definitely what, definitely a couple years from uh Carrion Cross being there, John Moxley. I mean people that even if yeah. you don't watch wrestling, you know their names yeah
1: yeah definitely chris bay as well they have a lot they have a pretty big success rate for sure you know carrying Cross, chris bay as you said uh uh sefa fatu as well who's making big waves in nxt now you know really good to see really good to see ooze
0: doing his thing you know just won a title yeah north american champion
1: congratulations to him without a doubt you know um but uh, I, yeah, on, on the topic of the ladder match, I was uh, I rehearsed that entrance for like a week. I had help from some of the students, thankfully. And, uh, you know, we went out there and I I made this this moment that I had manifested over years a reality, you know, that I was going to be in the cash in the case ladder match at the anniversary show. And throughout the years, I had seen, you know, all kinds of wrestlers have these big entrances, you know, these these WrestleMania entrances, as they would say, you know, for for the big fight feel, you know, whatever the case may be. And so me being me, you know, the songbird who's known for his, his, you you know, theatrical entrances, you know, I always told myself if I got the opportunity, I was going to try to go out there and give them the best entrance that they've ever seen on a casino show because you know uh tomorrow is never promised you know you gotta wrestle you gotta wrestle every match almost like it's your last you know especially after something like covid you know and just the nature of an unpredictability of life and especially going in there and you know risking your body every single night anything can happen you know uh, you know if if I'm gonna get this opportunity, I'm gonna live it to the fullest. I'm gonna attack 110 percent and that's really what I feel like I did you know and I, I certainly feel like I won I won over a lot of fans that day you know I yeah. got I got the I got even more respect from my peers as well, you know so uh, I was very happy and felt very blessed to um, be part of that experience.
0: Oh, absolutely and for people watching this that haven't seen you, working you can get you can go to fsw you can get the fsw network to see that whole event and if you just go to google and type in ricky tenacious entrance it pops up i yeah, did that it earlier just to double check
1: the uh yeah i saw that that entrance currently has i think over two thousand views too fun fact this is something i've actually researched okay and i've mm-hmm. i've i've seen before but the top ten videos on the top ten most viewed videos on the FSW um, uh, YouTube channel, one of which is, I believe, is that entrance video at two thousand views, and there's another one at I think like over three hundred thousand views, which is a lot. And that was That's a match a I did with uh, I did a match I did a tag match with um, Katie Forbes. And uh, Jay Vidal and Lola the Adventurer were involved in that match as well. So, I that's just kind of a fun fact as far. If you want to go searching around the FSW network, you can see all of my matches there. Um, and if you go on their YouTube channel, I just think it's a fun fact that, you know, one of my matches is like, you know, one of the most viewed videos on that channel.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, yeah. just to just to kind of wind down, just have a few quick questions for you. Okay favorite opponent favorite opponent that I've had so Mm -hmm. far. Ooh.
1: Okay. Um, uh, 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 I definitely have people that I've wrestled a number of times, you know, that I have a chemistry with, or we just tend to make each other better, you know, or it's just always a banger every time we're in the ring together. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the, the first name that comes to mind is definitely Santana Jackson, who is uh, a okay. Jackson impersonator turned professional wrestler. Uh, he's a, a viral sensation two times over. Um, and when I met him, I didn't really know. I didn't really ever expect like us to end up wrestling each other. Cause I don't think I was doing the songbird yet. Um, okay. but yeah, he, he was training and we, we got to know each other a little bit more and uh, he just started wrestling more and, uh, I gave him some, some advice, you know, and then before I knew it, we were booked against each other at a bunch of shows. We were, you know, cause he's Santana and I'm, he's the, you know, he's Michael Jackson and I'm, I'm the songbird, you know? And so every time we've been in the ring with each other, uh, it's always a a massively entertaining match. You know Uh, we always make each other better. We're great characters to play off of each other, you know? Um, And I've definitely enjoyed every time that I've, been in the ring with uh santana jackson and i gotta honestly take a second to put put him over for the dedication that he's put into professional wrestling you know for years you know he still is he's part of mj live he's one of the best michael jackson impersonators in the world today you know not just because he's viral but just the person that he is, you know, like when he wants something, he goes and he does it. He wanted to become a professional wrestler ever since he was a kid, you know, and, you know, he had the opportunity to do it and he's just been rocking it. And I I always told him, you know, I really believe like, you know, just more consistent you are to be with this, you know, the more you're going to get booked. And now we're seeing him. In GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, sure. you know we're seeing him on VXS. He's getting flown here, flown there, wrestling, you know, XW Superstars, you know, current uh, Impact Wrestling superstars. Mm-hmm. You know he's really branching out and and finding his own in professional wrestling. And he he's always been a naturally talented person. But no matter how naturally talented you are, um, or even athletically gifted as you are, professional wrestling is a trip to learn it's 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 hard to perfect you know i don't really i don't really know even if it's possible to perfect it i think everybody has their own individual path and they just try to be the best that they can be in 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 in, in, in that time you know so i'm really happy that he's um, been able to expand um, his talents in professional wrestling all while still enjoying his time at uh, MJ live. So I would say favorite opponent, definitely Santana Jackson. If I could name a few others, I probably sure. have to say Mondo rocks. Uh, me and him have torn it up quite a few times. He's ha- one half of sky high. Sky high. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of tag matches with sky high as well you know, so I think just sky high in general. Uh, but I think I've had more singles matches with Mondo rocks. I've tagged with Mondo rocks as well in California. So me and him definitely, uh, know each other on, on several different cylinders when it comes to, uh, in ring competition, another wrestler, uh, would be Nick Xander. I mean, he's pretty self-explanatory. He's, I mean, he's, I think he's only like two years in and he's accomplished so much. He's a, tri-state champion he's one of the best wrestlers on the west coast today you know uh up and comer for a young lions cup tournament you know he's just he deserves all the credit in the world and then i'll i'll wrap it up i mean there's lots of people on this list don't get me wrong i don't oh know yeah no i don't want to slight
0: anybody <laughs> yeah but
1: uh, but I, I i do have to mention alice blair uh and the reason alice blair is because we've wrestled each other and against each other most of the time recently we tagged with each other for the first time Uh, But we have definitely torn it up each time. You know, um, I've had a pretty good amount of intergender wrestling matches in my career so far, but Alice Blair just always packs so much more of a punch every time we're in the ring with each other. She always surprises me. She's always constantly improving. She's definitely one of the standout um, uh, uh, wrestlers here in the Las Vegas wrestling scene and and definitely anywhere she goes, you know. So definitely got to give a hats off to Alice Blair. Um, and I, and I, I have a feeling, you know, we're going to be meeting in the ring again. Well, everyone I've mentioned so far, I think we're going to be meeting in the ring again. And sure. um, I think every time we meet, you know, everyone gets a little bit better at, at this craft, you know?
0: Yeah. And then uh, last question, is there somebody you haven't had a match with yet that you really want to? Mm,
1: um. I've been fortunate to make, I mean, I, in the Las Vegas wrestling scene, I've definitely been fortunate enough to, to wrestle some of the the very best, you know. Um, I wrestle just about almost everybody, I feel like. You know, I've been able to make my rounds and mix it up with, you know, all these talented wrestlers, uh, you know, new wrestlers, veteran wrestlers, you know, uh, people I could definitely learn a, a thing or two from or, you know, People that I wouldn't necessarily be ashamed to lose from, you know, if I'm gonna lose to this to this wrestler, like you know, I was able to hang with them. Um, someone I definitely would like to mix it up with in the Las Vegas wrestling scene is Papa Yase uh, and Papa Yase because I don't think, as far as I can recall, I think we've we've had a few matches, I think tag team matches together, but okay. I think as a, as far as a straight up singles match um that has not happened yet and i know 2022 has been the year of papa yase i maybe 20 2021 2022 everything he's been doing since he came back on the scene you know has been absolutely extraordinary he's always very good at reinventing himself um always with innovative move sets like the chastity which has knocked out pretty much every opponent he's had you know um and also because me and Papas they go way back. Uh, me and him started training at Adrenaline Unleashed when I was a teenager, and he was okay. just breaking in. You know, I've seen the evolution of him. You know, he went from being uh, from being like a Power Rangers esque Jace Battle, and then he turned into uh, the Strong Style Savage, which ended up becoming one of probably the most one of the, the most popular characters in the history of Vegas wrestling. I don't think I've mm. ever seen. Uh, a wrestler get quite the positive uh and embraceful reaction that Jace Battle did when he was um uh going into the no limits title scene in FSW. And I would know because I was the announcer for the match that he wanted at. So okay I've been there, you know, I've been there for a lot of his highs, you know, some of his reinventions, you know, and now I think Papa Yase is definitely a big culmination of everything he's learned in professional wrestling, and I want a piece of that, and I and I want a piece of it in the form of a one-on-one match with Papa Yase. You know, uh, he was uh, 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 one of the, the like one of the longest-running party hard, uh, I think party monster champions for Party Hard Wrestling. He was the Battleborn champion for Versus Pro, and uh, now yeah. he's the current uh, Las Vegas champion for uh, for Big Valley Wrestling. Before that, he was a fighting champion. You know. And, um, I mean, I'm not sure what the future will hold. I I would hope, you know, we'll see. We'll only time will tell, you know, but, um, I definitely want, I definitely want a one-on-one match with him. You know, I think it would, uh, it would definitely be a, a clash of styles and it would be very interesting to see how, just how far both me and him have come along in professional wrestling, you know, in the Vegas wrestling scene for sure. If we're talking, um, if we're talking I mean no limits as far as like you know all the wrestlers that are out there money in anybody in the world yeah Kenny, I would Kenny Omega say, Roman Reigns whoever Yeah <laughs> um I would I think the top 2 at my list right now for like dream matches uh the first is Maki Ito who is a uh, a famous Japanese Joshi wrestler Joshi the women's cutest wrestler. in the world the cutest in the world without a doubt Club Maki and uh, I know she has, she's, she's the acclaimed idol, you know? And so yeah. I think that would definitely be a money match without oh, and, a doubt, you know? And you, you could have a sing-off. Exactly. A sing-off is, is the whole reason I'm trying to do it, you know? Cause there's really, you know, she can be all the idols she wants, but you know, there's several idols in the world, but there's only one songbird of wrestling and that's yeah. me. And then uh, the other wrestler I'd, I'd want to go with is definitely Orange Cassidy. Uh, I think, yeah, Orange Cassidy, you know, being the character he is and being the character I am, I just think that would be such an interesting clash of styles. You know, that's really what it's about for all these, these, these uh, dream matches is just the clash of styles. And, you know, what we're going to get out of it as competitors and also what the audience is going to get out of it in entertainment value.
0: Absolutely. Well, hey, Ricky, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Uh, You're definitely an important part of the Las Vegas wrestling scene. Thank you. Follow our website and check it out. Follow Ricky Tenacious on all the socials and follow Big Valley Wrestling everywhere. Thank you. I'm Gerald Bentley. Thanks to Ricky Tenacious, the songbird of wrestling, for joining us. And we'll be back again soon. All right. Thank you all very much.